Hi there. It's Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. I'm subbing for Kevin Ellis, who is I'm not sure where, but he's not here. Anyway, joining me in studio is Mike Sullivan, who's the owner of the Mud Studio. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Central Vermont's Community Clay Studio, which is what we're talking about, the Hello. Mud Studio. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, this is cool. Mike's never been in a radio station before, so we'll see. He'll do fine. It's like TV shows. Yes, exactly. Just put this a little closer, Michael, and we got it made. So let's talk a little bit about you and about the Mud Studio. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how mud all came to be? I swear it was a happenstance. I um, took pottery in college, loved it. Great. And then I was uh, working in Boston at an advertising agency, and it wasn't for me. <laughs> um, and I ended up moving back home with my parents at 26. <laughs> Excellent. That's okay. You're allowed. Kids aren't leaving these days. <laughs> They're staying home. And uh, there's this place in Montpelier that uh, had pottery, so I I went there all the time. That's great. And, uh, yeah, I started working for the woman. I bought it from Was her. it called the Mud Studio no, back then? it was called then? River Street Potters at the time. It was, oh, uh, I know what we're talking r- about. Rape, where True Colors paint used to be. Yes, right. Um, and then, so I bought it in 2008. Great. And then in 2010, we moved to Middlesex. Right. And I'm sure everybody knows where you moved to because it used to be the home of Camp Mead with one of the best diners. Seriously, us motorcyclists lived at the Camp Mead um, breakfast place. It was awesome. Great. Were you there when it was Camp Mead or it was gone by then? No, there was no diner. I moved in, I think Red Hen had maybe been there a year. Oh, okay. And Nutty Stess was there. Yeah. And that was sort of how it all got started with those three yeah, three businesses, then, um, right? I had like maybe a, a month left on my lease in Montpelier, and I didn't want to renew it. And, and someone's like, "Check out this place." And yeah. Well, I think that that was a, a great a great spot for to get started because all roads lead to Camp Mead back then. So you had people from Waitsfield, from Montpelier, from Waterbury, from the interstate. You could just. Yeah, it was, right great, in. it was a great spot. Uh, the other businesses were really awesome to be with. You know, I felt like we had a really good yep. synergy for a while with Red Hen and Nutty Staffs and the original landlords there. We've kind of like went just it's, it's all different now. Right? Meet and and figure out what we were doing yeah. for the year and how to promote right. the the complex. Well, and that kind of um, stuff. I know that the Red Hen is very generous in the community. Nutty Staffs is. And we're going to talk about the fundraiser that you do, which I personally think is the best format or formula for a fundraiser ever. Well, thank and, you. No, that's the truth because you get something to take home and it really makes you feel like you've gotten something for for the money that uh, you spent. It was, and it's always for a good cause, so we'll talk about that. But anyway, uh, so now you have moved um, to another place that we may all know. Yeah, so two years ago, almost, we moved to the the former Perros gun shop in right, Waterbury. Right, so on Route 2. Henry built a big, giant place about a quarter mile down the road, and we took over his right. former space. Which is a nice space, it's too. Beautiful. Right? It's what's 3,000 square feet or something no, like that? No, I think it's like 5,000 square feet. Oh, really? Oh, that's even big. bigger. Uh, and then, so he had, there's the one big gun shop on the end, that's the main studio section, and uh, I do sublet out the... Very far into another radio DJ, actually. Oh, who's oh really? Lynn, oh, Lynn no Cardozo. kidding! Interesting. That's cool. 
Uh, so, yeah, but that gives so, you yeah. lots of lots of space. Tell us about the studio itself. What do you offer your your clients, or however you call them? <laughs> yeah, I guess they're clients. Uh, <laughs> so we we offer kind of an ongoing series of classes. They last about two months, so they're like seven week blocks of classes. Um, and there's probably t- ten different classes that meet once a week. Yep. And then. People who have kind of graduated out of classes or don't want to be in one, they are what we call members, who they are just renting access to the studio by the month. Oh. And it's the kiln and, I mean, there's all sorts of things that come with that, right, yeah, as, so as a all potter. Yeah, like wheels, kilns. We mix all of our own glazes and stuff, so it's kind of like chemistry lab. Oh, that's <laughs> great. A little bit. <laughs> well, it doesn't explode like chemistry. But you have, I read where it's like wheel throwing, which is doing something on the wheel and, and uh, forming it with your hands, correct? And then there's the hand building built, which is... Um, yeah, so wheel throwing is probably what a lot of people think of, like, you know, uh, ghosts. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That uh, was a famous scene. Yes. So the classic pottery scene that everyone brings up. Right. Uh, a lot of dating profiles have come up like that here. There you go. <laughs> Single we, we met at the pottery. That's it. How did the muds, the name mud? Because Andy Snyder uses that word in his uh, in his business as well. I think it's just another name for clay that's just really playful, really, you know. Yeah. It is uh, mud. It is definitely mud and it is definitely messy. Yeah. Uh, so uh, back to the before, hand building is kind of everything else. Like, you know, you have a lump of clay, you could... We have like a big almost steamroller table called a slab roller that makes like flat sheets of clay. If you let them dry, you can kind of build with them like plywood or something. Oh, nice. Um, but you can also do pinch pots and coil things and sculptures. So it's everything that's like essentially not using a pottery wheel. That's great. Um, and how many members do you have that work there at any given time? That's a good question. You can just I, I want take to say it. We about, wouldn't know if it's true anyway. Forty. Forty. Wow. And then we probably have probably in any given like uh, class session. There's probably a hundred or that's 120 great. students. And anybody can join these beginners, and or do you have special you no know, for beginners, um, intermediate? They're generally, all mixed levels, ah, which has be cool. worked pretty well for us because then you know the teacher a class of all beginners is hard, especially on the wheel because it's you know if you walk away for. Two seconds, the piece falls over, much like <laughs> much like in Ghost. Yeah, right. Uh, so having people who are experienced, and they also, the new people can kind of like look at but the watch. people who have been doing it for a while, right. and they learn from that too, and not just from the instruction. So it's been a pretty good What's been for interesting, because I'm good friends with Andy Snyder, and I had him on the show, watching in the beginning when he was, when he was first starting out and where he is now with his pottery, it is spectacular. And how he's grown and learned with the practice makes perfect, I guess. It does. Yeah. It, there's, it's like a really large field, and I feel like, he, you know, there's so many different things you could do in pottery. I think when you don't know it at all, it right. all gets kind of glommed right. together. But um, there's some people who are like specialized in kilns and different firings, and other people who are amazing with a wheel, and other people who are. You know, slip casting, right. which is like pouring stuff into a mold. Ah. Just making a mold that's really functional is is really hard. Right. Uh, and it's hard. I can't really even do that huh. at all. So um, right. I think you just kind of pick, pick your lane or something. Or yeah, right, and stick with it. And, it. and grow there. But right. 
You, That's there's great. Always like a room well, and if anybody wants to see the end product, you've got a big studio where people can come in and actually buy stuff. Yes, we do have a gallery, uh, and it has probably 25 different members' wow. works in it. So it's all stuff. It's all different. It's all different, yeah. and everybody's kind of making it right in Waterbury, which is right. kind of awesome. And can you come in and watch people, or does that make them a little, <laughs> a little nervous? It would make me nervous. I would, I know, but it depends on the person. I think. Uh, oh. there's no. You can totally come in and watch if you want to. Sometimes there's nothing going on. Yeah, because <laughs> that's like um, down in. Uh, oh my gosh, Springfield. What's the Simon name Pierce? of the live Simon Pierce? You can watch them do with their glass blowing. And, um, that I just find so fascinating watching what they do. And I would think the same, the same thing. I just, um, I have a big collection of the nativity scenes and I brought them all to church. And one of them, my daughter, when she was eight, went to a class like you're talking about and she came back with all of the, with the crush scene with Mary and Joseph and the baby, three wise men and shepherds and little animals. And my dad built her a, a, a manger out of wood. And I have had that thing under my tree for 50, 51 or two years. And so I told the church, I have to take it back Christmas Eve because <laughs> it's got to be, it. it's got to be under that tree. And what a, it lasts forever. So what a great, what a great thing to have pottery because especially if somebody's made something that personal, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. It is pretty awesome. And that, like a crush is so different than what I make. We have a woman at the studio who makes only birdhouses. Oh, wow. Out of, out of pottery? Yeah, they're, they're amazing and they're so detailed, but it's so different than right. I mean, how I'm working. I'm usually, I'm making like dinnerware at a pottery field. Ah. So this is a very different way of working and a crush. Isn't that Someone great? could probably specialize in making. Oh, for sure. Crush, well, this was, <laughs> this else. was an eight year old's design. I yes. mean, you, you could tell she wasn't quite seasoned, <laughs> but, but you knew what it was supposed to be. And yes. <laughs> it, it's just great. And, um, when I have kids over, they like to play, move the, move the, the figurines move the around, around. <laughs> and move them around and make different scenes and stuff. So, um, it served its purpose over the years. That's really great. So what you said, your style is more, more, um, Plates and, and dinnerware. Yeah, mostly functional pottery, which you think of right, as just right. cups and yes, exactly. Cool. Which probably a lot of people do. Yeah, and there's a, a million different styles of those too. Right. Yeah, because that's. I mean, I I loved. I would think the table would be fabulous to have it all decorated with pottery. And what a what a wonderful feeling to eat off of a, a handmade plate. That it makes the food taste better. It does. It, I oh, I mean, I. The stuff I have of mine is always like the, the weird stuff I can't say, sell, but like yeah. whenever we have a sale or I see something I really like, I try to pick it up and the other people's work that I have, I always love. That's great. Love to eat and drink off of. We were talking about all the stuff that's available at the Mud Studio um, and the um, the showroom that you can go and buy uh, from quite a few of the artists who sell their stuff there. And it's all fabulous, all different, which is what Mike was saying. And um, I wanted to spend the next uh, 15 minutes of the show talking about a fundraiser that uh, Mike has put on. It's called the Empty Bowl Fundraiser. And... I just told Mike, I have eight bowls. It, it, this is the best thing. You pay, what was it, 20, 25 or 35 yeah, this, this year? This year was 
And, well, I'll let you – why don't you talk about it instead of me, Gavin? You talk. Sure. So uh, the original Empty Bowl that, that we did uh, was at the old studio in Middlesex, and you would you know, uh, pay – I think it was like 25 bucks at the time. Um, and you'd come in, you get up – we would kind of have a big party at the studio ahead of time where we would give out clay to people. They would make a bunch of bowls. Um, the woman at the time who was – really in charge of that. Her name was Bonnie Seidman. Um, and she would kind of was the glue that held the whole thing together and would go out and get both some other potters in the state who were like not affiliated with us at all. Um, so you'd get to pick one of those. And, and how many did you have? I would, I would say a hundred bowls maybe or more. I mean, they were everywhere. No, at the early one, this past one, I think we've had Probably close to 700, maybe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we still have I had no them. idea. Yeah. Uh, so the, the event has morphed a bit. You you end up getting your bowl filled with soup, and then we um, would have, like, bread. Every red hen was our neighbor at the right. time, has always donated a ton of bread and stuff for that event. Um, and at, at the beginning, the people at the studio made the soups, and then the last, I don't know, bunch of years we've had restaurants making so all, all that stuff is donated all the ingredients for the soup all the labor everything's Wonderful. donated and this and year, there was about three different soups and all of them better than i mean each one was better yeah. than the next one it was fabulous um so this year we hadn't done it we covid kind of fizzled it out and then the flood happened this year and i was i think i did like a day of work at barry and a couple of days of montpelier was mucking out stuff and then you know that that part of it kind of ended, and I was like, I feel like I got to do something right. else. And so I was like, we should we should do this again. We've talked about it, and this seems like the right time to to do one. Right. Um, and so this year we were able to uh, find a venue space instead of having it at the studio. So Ari at the Zen Barn agreed to host it, which was and awesome. he's a new, fairly new owner, isn't he? Didn't. I mean, it's well, a while ago, maybe, it. but... Um, I think there was a new. restaurant there before. Yeah, it was, it was called the Zen Barn, but I knew the owner yeah. back then, but they, this guy's new, so thank, thanks yeah. to him. And uh, there's another pottery studio down in Waitsfield that, uh, called Black House, and I asked them if they wanted to kind of join in and just try to make it bigger than we'd have done it alone. And right. it, it worked really well. I think we had two seatings this year. They each had 150 right. tickets, and then we sold a couple extra. Uh, at each seating, so it's great. Yeah, and you forgot the cheese. I'm assuming and we got tons of cheese donated by nice. this year by uh, Shelburne Farms and nice. Von Trapp. So excellent. The food's, the food's really good. Yeah. And you saw the three soups that you had, but there's probably ten. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, so we well, would kind of rotate them out them. as they. Yep, live. and there's a dessert table to die for. Yes. So you get an awful lot for that twenty-five dollar, uh, well, thirty-five this year, and. It goes to a good cause. And if you bring your husband, you get two bowls instead of one. <laughs> so I have eight bowls, but it means I went to seven events. So you've been doing this a long time. We have been doing it for a long time. And up until this year, we've always kind of done it for the food bank. Uh, this year, we raised money for NOFA's Emergency Farmer Relief Fund, which right. uh, kind of helps all the people who lost crops this summer. And I think we are going to give the rest – we were splitting it up, um, and half of it was going to go to this other fund, but they kind of have too much money. <laughs> really? So, I uh, wish I could say I that. I think we're going to – we still have half of it to give out, so I think it's going to be going to the um, 
Barry Community Flood Fund. Oh, the nice. Specific name of it right. at this point, but well, um, speaking of mud, they they got mud. They put a new definition to mud. There was yes. mud in Barry. I tried. Right. I've said this a hundred times. <laughs> I tried to shovel out a friend's house. I lasted an hour. It was like lifting cement. Yeah. I said they got to find me something something Some else to work. do. Yeah, find me an old lady something to do. I couldn't. It was terrible. Yeah. Well, so this was. It's great. Uh, born of that. Like, yeah. I can only, I had mucked out a few things, but like, uh, you know, now, what can I do with my work that would be what I was, helpful? What I was surprised about that the Empty Bowl theme is carried on just about throughout the country. I Googled Empty Bowl figure and I was going to get what was here. And, and there's tons of Empty Bowl events because, as I said, it is one of the best um, formats because you, every good meeting, the key is to have people leave with something, and you leave with this fabulous bowl or two if you bring your husband, <laughs> and you feel like you, you've got something. So every year I look for – now, you said you used to have it in March. We used to have it in March. I, this year we had it a little early because we wanted to hit – well, the – you know. People are still thinking about the flood. Right. Uh, I think if we do it again, which I would love to do it again, um, we might go back to doing yeah. it in March. Because you get a lot of legislators, which is a very good thing. Yeah. I always used to run into the uh, lieutenant governor at the events, which is good for them and, and good for the people to do that face-to-face gabbing over yeah. soup. How, could, how bad <laughs> could it be? That's great. And you also had – my husband and I are trying to think of this word. You had desserts – that were made for people that can't eat sugar. What is that word? Diabetics. Yeah, well, but it, it's 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 desserts <laughs> for diabetics, and and um, so I tasted a little bit of it, and uh, so they were thinking about everybody, so everybody can come yeah. in and join in. So, so yeah. all the so back in the day, like I said, the people at the studio made the soups too, but now all those desserts are made by. Volunteers right. at our studio and I think Blockhouse Studio too. Nice. Uh, so they're all just like, well, people. I mean, people. Pottery people seem to be really good cooks too. There's really good. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, that's a very good thing. Well, I've always enjoyed the soup. So, and I didn't know there were more. Now, and you can go back. I'm assuming. I mean, nobody says one one trip through the line is enough, and that's all you get. I have never gone back, but I, but. Um, now that I know you have 10 soups in the back, I might uh, try another soup. <laughs> I think at this first this first year, we didn't know if we were going to have enough. So I think the first seating, we didn't know we could go back until I think Bonnie made an announcement oh, way through you. that was like, yeah. you know, you can go back for seconds. Yeah. But it all depends how much we had. We actually had a lot of leftover. All the leftover got donated to the um, Christchurch like, oh, soup perfect. kitchens. Oh, they perfect. Had, like, a ton of food. And you must have had bowls left over too. What happened to them? We sold a bunch – of extras at the event. Ah. Uh, but then I do have boxes of them in the basement. <laughs> really? So, that would make a great uh, a great sale. Yeah. Well, I have thought about bringing them out and just having them out on a table yeah. for... Is there one of, I'm having a Chinese-themed birthday party for my husband this year, and I'm using those bowls for the soup. Oh. So I'm going to put them. I'm going to put them on the table. Maybe I'll come see you if I <laughs> if I don't have enough. I'll have to do that. So we just have a, f- a few minutes left, Mike. Could you? What, is there any new plans for the Mud Studio? Any any events? Any uh, expansions? Any um, anything planned? We just did a our December sale this past weekend, um, ah. which is pretty good. We 
We'll do another. We have a big uh, second sale Memorial Day weekend. We'll do that again. And then, like I said, our classes continue every couple of months. So we start a new okay. session of classes in January. That's cool. Well, you'll have to come back before the Empty Bowl event, and we'll see if we can get you a whole bunch of tickets sold. Anyway, I really appreciate your coming back. You're right here in Waterbury, down the street, and that's just as easy to get to as where you were before. When you get off the interstate, you turn right instead of left, and there you are. Yeah, we're pretty close to the interstate. That's good. I have to go check it out. It's really fun to be in there, and... uh, Thank you to everybody who contributed to the Empty Bowl because it's fabulous. I mean, there's butter and bread and cheese and soup and desserts. I mean, what else? For 25 bucks and you get a 35. I keep saying 25 because that's the way it used to be. But I understand why it's 35 for sure. But 35 and you walk away with a fabulous handmade bowl. And check out the, uh, if you're interested, check out the the, uh, school um, take some classes and have fun. Maybe you can make a crash. <laughs> that just, uh, we have, oh, we have uh, somebody on the phone for the next show. Kathleen Keenan is joining yeah. us from Lost Nage Theater, which I'm sure you know. Um, anyway, thank you so much for joining us, Michael. Thank Did you, you enjoy being at the studio? You should look around this place. Those, those peeps up there, the, the peeps up there have been here since 1940 and they are hard as a rock. <laughs> uh, that's going to be my defense mechanism if I have any, uh, any sl- unruly sardines. people. Yeah, we have the roadkill stew in a can. <laughs> I mean, and we have the cheese head from, what is that, Michigan? Is that, <laughs> yeah, is I think that, so, the, yes. is Michigan? Oh, no, Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin, you're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. No phone calls. <laughs> yeah, so we're good. Anyway. Right. Well, thank you thank, very much. Thank you very much. This is uh, Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. Stay tuned. Catherine Keenan from Lost Nation Theater is coming. And wait till you see what she's got for you all coming up this holiday season and a little beyond. Hi there, this is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. Joining me on the phone is Kathleen Keenan, who's the Producing Artistic Director for the Lost Nation Theater. Welcome, Kathleen. Good morning. Welcome, Pat. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. This is so cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, I hope uh, the list I sent you was complete. I think it was. Did you see it? <laughs> I- I um, I have to admit that life's been very full with lots of moving pieces, so I haven't. Oh well, let's see that document yet. Let's let's see how close I came. I just right. uh, I just looked through your website and found a few yes. things that I didn't know about, like the uh-huh. Patreon, which we're going to have to talk about a little bit later. Oh but, yes, Patreon. Yeah. Oh Patreon. Okay, I have no idea. So <laughs> you're talking to somebody who's technically not quite up to speed, but anyway. Let's. Um, you've got so much stuff happening over the holidays. We do. Yeah. We do. So we, we could start out December thirteenth to December thirty first is two for Christmas by David yes. Budville, and I think we all have heard that name before. I would. I would hope so, especially DEV listeners. David, right. Uh, probably most well known uh, for his play Judavine. Oh, of course. And, uh, yes, and so two for Christmas is essentially two plays in one. Um, it's, uh, David's modern English, uh, version of the second shepherd's play from the 
19th century uh, England, and then he, which basically those, it's like a miracle play they called them. Hmm. They used uh, to tell the to spread the good news, as it were. Um, they would use sarcasm and humor and song, and then slip in some, um, you know, slip in some um, nativity story. So essentially, what the what happens is in the there's a uh, the shepherds and a thief comes along and he takes one of their steals one of their lambs and he brings it home to his wife who pretends that she's just had a baby. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> to keep them from stringing, you know, her husband up and um, and then that lamb turns into the Christ child and you know you have the miracle of the nativity. Um, and so that's that's essentially Act One, and then Act Two we move uh, up 500 years, and now we're in our fictional Vermont town of Judavine, and the baby lamb becomes a chainsaw, and the <laughs> whoa uh, the, the uh, shepherds become um, loggers and pulp cutters. So so it's very much uh, characters that cool. you're familiar with from Judavine. It's very very fun, nice, and uh, it's 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 fun to see how something can go be both hilarious and holy at the same time. Well, that's a mouthful, Kathleen. <laughs> hilarious and holy. Um, yes. Well, David Bud- Budville is so good at what he does, so yes. I'm sure yes. it's wonderful. You just have to use your imagination a little, sounds like. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the reasons we're doing it is to keep David's legacy alive. We lost him in t- um, yep. 2016. And um, so it's it's so wonderful to have his words back in the theater. And, and um, you know, we did this show back in 2012, and all of the gentlemen actors in the in that production were able to join us for this, so uh, oh. it's, it's quite lovely, quite a lovely reunion. And then um, there are two women characters, uh, and Abby Page, who is one of our original Judavine cast members and has been in every production of Judavine that we've ever done, is huh. joining us. And then um, there's an angel and waitress character, and um, that's played by she's played by Katie Gilmartin, who grew up with us um, as a student and is now a professional actor. Just got her degree in um, theater from uh, the Gaiety School in Dublin at Trinity. Wow! Uh, and yeah, and she grew up in the Northeast Kingdom, so it's perfect casting um, all the way around. And uh, we're really looking forward to tonight and tomorrow. How exciting for the actors and actresses that they. Get to see every everybody again over these years. That's really that's really special. It is very special and uh, definitely uh, made for some shorthand and made quick work <laughs> of uh, being able to bring the show back to life. That's great. Um, so, and the next one you have, which is um, uh, it's from December nineteenth to December thirty first. So it's. Mm-hmm. Must be different nights, I'm hoping. Um, oh, okay, yes. Let me let me explain. Can you explain um, <laughs> that? I saw yes. that and I said, how the heck are they doing that? <laughs> well, the, um, tonight and tomorrow are our live in the theater performances of David Budbill's Two for Christmas. Um, we are live streaming, and then that live stream, that uh, digital recording becomes available so um, the the recording of Two for Christmas is available until December 31st. Uh, we're, only doing, we're only doing tonight and tomorrow in the theater itself. And then on Tuesday, December 19th, Willem Lang is back with us to do his version of A Christmas Carol. And then that is also being live streamed. And then that live stream becomes a digital recording. 
that is available for folks to um, to see uh, through uh, at in their own home uh, through December 31st as well. And does it work like it did during COVID, where you yes. would pay and then get access to the show? I I know yes. you're not doing that as you did it in COVID, but I love that. Thank you. Yeah, we we try. Um, we're we we've been trying to keep that up. Uh, the, the trick is always about royalties mm-hmm. and, uh, and and actor contracts and whether or not you have permission to do that. So um, with both of these shows and actually um, moving forward because we are back home at City Hall, but unfortunately, so the theater and the hall itself made it through the flood. The elevator did not. Oh, yes. I saw your so, note on that. Yeah. So um, so sadly, we have no elevator, which means um, we have no wheelchair access. So we're very dedicated to making sure that the live stream is available so that we can um, meet our right. ADA access. Um, Good for you. We're feeling very lucky that that we have that <clears throat> a bit of um, you know a, um, ability to solve in that way and Great. Um, and that flexibility. Well, so, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, Bill Fraser took me on a tour of City Hall. It really got slammed. Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yes, it did. It's uh, it's it's not pretty down there. No. Nope. <laughs> no, I'm sure the council room from that's going to take a while to clean out. From what I saw, yes. everything yes. was stored in yes. there. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> what yeah. a mess. It's, yeah, it's a lot to overcome, but we're doing it. And um, one of the things we've done for the theater to try to make it easy easier for folks who have some mobility challenges to make it up the stairs if they can, is that um, we have made sure that at every landing there are chairs. Perfect. Take a break. (laughs) No, that's great. Good for you. You're really thinking about what they might need. Oh, of course. Because, Kathleen, I need some place to sit down with those chairs, with those stairs. (laughs) Good God. They do me in. By the time you get up, you're like... (sighs) It's incredible. <laughs> but, slow and steady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so tell me about New Year's Eve and that weekend. What? Yes. Uh, Dave Keller. I love Dave Keller. Oh yeah. Okay. So Dave, Dave is doing. He's actually playing in Tunbridge, so he's not part of our celebration. Oh. Um. I'm sorry if if if, if there was something on our site that yes. Um. But yeah, we love Dave too. He's certainly done, and DEV was one main sponsor of that back in the day. Yeah. Um, but that is not what's happening. Oh, um, where did I? I are, picked that up on your website, Kathleen. I will. You better check that out there. I will check that out. Yeah. Thank you for the tip. Ah! Yep. Um, <laughs> so uh, what's happening is we're partnering with Shida ah. Project, which is the African West Ghana. Uh, a drumming and dance troupe. Awesome. And uh, Shida and Lost Nation Theater were chosen by Montpelier Alive um, to receive a grant, a seed money, to create a um, festival of celebration for Montpelier. We're so uh, proud to have been chosen and grateful to be partnering with Shida right. um, uh, on this event. It's happening uh, December 31st, so New Year's Eve. Right. It starts around noon and it'll go to about 830 and then the bars and other events take over. And um, it's there's music activities, uh, music uh, all throughout the downtown during the day, uh, and activities for kids. Um, there's going to be a movie at the Savoy. There's going to be Wonderful. crafts and stories mm-hmm. at the library. And then the big project is um, 
uh, Shida and <coughs> LNT putting on a concert from about 6.30 to 8.30 uh, at City Hall in, in Lost Nation Theater. That's exciting. Um, I love the music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and That's it's great. going to be, you know, Unitarian Church, the Christ Church, maybe at the library. Uh, details, uh, it's a late-breaking news, so That's great. are still being ironed out, but folks like uh, Sarah, the Sarah Grace Band, um, the Steps, Arthur Zorn, uh, Shida, of course, uh, we'll all be playing um, in various locations great. in downtown Montpelier. Kathleen, could you spell... The name, it sounded like Cheetah, but I didn't think that's what it... Ah, Cheetah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a S-H-I-D-A-A. Well, sounds just like it's spelled. There you go. You know what I love about the, those bands? I mean, the, the drums. You can feel, mm-hmm. you can feel them in your chest. Oh my goodness, yes. I mean, it goes right, right, right through your, your body. body. <laughs> I, I just Absolutely. think that's that's so cool that you that you can really be uh, be in tune with the with the drummer. It's really great. Exactly. Oh, that's exactly. cool. Um, so a lot going on on uh, Montpelier Christmas Eve yeah. and just Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, and just walk around. Yeah. I did yeah. that one time, one night with Bruce uh, with Bruce with Bill uh, Bill Doyle. And oh, oh well. I was exhausted by the time we got finished. There was more, every time you turned around, there was something to do. It was great. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we're trying to spread it out, make it easy on folks, and um, hopefully give people lots of opportunity to um, to support downtown businesses while they're great. downtown. The events for for the New Year's Eve celebration, which we're calling the Beat Goes On, ah. um, in a, you know, in a nod to both, you know. We have survived this flood. We are coming back. Right. Nothing's keeping us down. And also because drumming is, you know, a big part of what's going to be happening. Um, you know, the beat. Get it? Yep, so, I get anyway, it. I get we, it. We, <laughs> we had a good time. That's I should great. give all credit to do credit to Kim Bent for coming up with the name. <laughs> That's great. Well, you know, um, you mentioned a, a actress, an actress is coming back. I think that happens a lot at yep. Lost Nation Theater, doesn't it? You have a yes, lot of people over the years that come back and get to know each other, and um, uh, and obviously they love it because they come back. <laughs> yes, it's something um, we're very proud of. That's um, good. Uh, how 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 often um, new guest artists become family uh, and uh, c- come on back to join us for different shows or you know like with two for Christmas just that opportunity to to reconnect with all the right. the actors that they they had worked with so um, a couple of those actors in two for Christmas Mark Roberts and um, Robert Nooner have actually been the only two actors in Vermont anyway to play these particular roles. Oh. Two for Christmas was actually written in 1996. Wow. Um, and there was a touring production and Mark Roberts played uh, Gib and Dougie and uh, Robert Nooner uh, played Arnie and Mac and uh, they have done every production of it. <laughs> well, that's a legacy <laughs> so are, for you. Are, yeah, they are. Indeed it is. So... Yeah, so they're very so they're very rich performances. So Mark and Bob are back, as well as Andy Butterfield and Ben Ash. Ben has um, played Antoine for us in all of our um, in all of our Judavines. So it's lovely to have him uh, back joining Abby and Katie and 
uh, everybody together, and Kim's directing, and Susan Reed is playing music live, and we'll be doing a little pre-show music Great. for us on the fiddle. So, it's, yeah, it's going to be a really lovely evening. Oh. We're looking forward to it. Excellent. You also, speaking of uh, like a Judavine thing, you have Sam and Jim in Hell coming back in January, which I miss, and I just thought the um, the posters and what I heard about the show, I think it's it sounds so fascinating. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, about Sam and Jim in Hell? Sure. Um, wow. I um, I guess I should have opened that document, Pat. Um, Sam and Jim in <laughs> Hell. Um, <laughs> All right. I'll help you out. It's playing January 24th and February 16th. Huh. Or 15th. Sorry, January 15th. I took my yeah. glasses off. Whoa. You didn't know this, Kathleen? Good thing I'm here to help you. Yeah. No, I didn't. The, the show premiere is written by Jeannie Beckwith, who also wrote... Uh, uh, the uh, Both Eyes Open, the Annie Oakley story, right. we premiered back in September of 2022 with Maura O'Brien. Right. Um, and uh, we had a fabulous time with Sam and Jim in Hell. But unfortunately, that uh, that show ran in October. There are no plans to bring it back Kathleen, live at the moment. You it's have to get on your website. I do have to get on my yes, website. Yes, you do. I, How about Tim I, Jennings' words and music? Is that on okay, the? Okay. All right. Now, now we're back. Sorry. I thought I was oh. being so good. You gotta do. Gotta get on that website. Anyway, talk. <laughs> tell us about. Did I miss okay. anything in January? Uh, no, January uh, we're, is prep time, uh. um, and uh, Kim, Kim and I and the staff, uh, our, our tiny, teeny, tiny little staff, we make DEV look like a, a mega corporation. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, that, that's our prep time and our downtime, because uh. we actually haven't had a break all year. I, well, I um, bet. With one thing or another, and floods and, and et cetera. Right. So, uh, so it's, we'll definitely be... Um, doing our planning then Good. but um we are very excited to have our 2024 season in place and we've got four incredible main stage shows and season tickets are on sale now that is uh, great specifically. exactly um so our we have four main stage shows and then uh, and those shows include uh stop here who was in shows like um complete works of uh william shakespeare abridged and um, 39 Steps and Hamlet and Comedy of Errors. Great. Uh, they are coming back to play um, the central character in I Am My Own Wife, and that happens in April. And then May and June is another new play um, called Three Sisters, Four Women, which is a modern reimagining of Chekhov's The Three Sisters that oh, really nice. tells the story from the three women's point of view and only has women, the women characters on stage. Excellent. Uh, adaptation was fantastic. It's lots of fun, um, which people may not think of when they think of Three Sisters, but this is a very fun adaptation. That's great. And then uh, we're back with a big musical. Uh, Eric Love, who is a fan favorite, is back to direct The Prom, um, which is a spectacular dance musical that will feature Taryn Noel as well. And then in the fall, fall foliage, Shakespeare is back, and Harvey will be directing The Tempest, in which Kim Bent will be playing Great. Prospero. So Excellent. we're very excited about that. Kathleen, I'm yeah. going to have to interrupt a little bit. I didn't get a chance okay. to talk to you about Patreon, but if you go on the oh, website, yeah. it's uh, some kind of an app. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's if you want to uh, see things digitally. So oh, wow. Share shows. 
so it's a subscription kind of thing. Cool. Uh, and um, we post um, we post uh, um, you know digital versions of the shows. Uh, Excellent. Of the shows that we're I'm glad you're doing open. that. I yeah. saw uh, Maura O'Brien uh, by Zoom or whatever you had, and I loved it sitting home, and it was yeah. wonderful. Kathleen, thank yeah. you for all you do oh, for Montpelier. Thank, thank, thank you to you. you and Kim and the staff. I'm glad you're taking some time off because you do a lot of work, and we appreciate it. Thanks, Kathleen Keenan um, from Lost Nation Theater. See you all. This is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV.